Let's do it. Another episode of Just Jossin' Around with Megan Malone today. Hey. Hello, Megan. Thank you for agreeing to do this. Um, I honestly wasn't sure if you were going to be alive for this episode. Me neither. Um, you recently went skydiving. I did. Yeah. Sunday. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, like, did not know that that... I, like it may okay like you I feel like now that I say this you can go skydiving anywhere but I like immediately when you said that I was like they have skydiving in Nebraska and then I was like that's kind of dumb but I <laughs> I is not on my never do list so I never looked into it I don't yeah. Jones after it and had I known the plane we were going up in before so yeah yeah these are widow makers <laughs> there was <laughs> when we were going up in the plane I could see insulation peeling off like the little screws were like shaking and That's my scary yeah the, and <laughs> this is psychotic but um like my guy who was training me he was like are you okay and he's like because normally people's breathing speeds up like they start chattering a lot and he's like you're suspiciously calm and i don't <laughs> and i was like no bro i'm in shark mode like i don't i found that out about myself like when it's panic times i just like zone in and i was just like <sighs> Yeah. There we go. And then I, so we do it. I will say though, if he, they make you jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they didn't, like that was when the fold, like you swing your feet out of the plane and you look down oh. and everything in your body is like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely don't do that. And then I really felt like my gifts of disassociation from years of open mic kicked in <laughs> because I was. I mean, I really do feel like I was out of my because my body's yeah. like, bitch, she did. Yeah, like it's, it's, soul's got to go. Let this meat sack fall. Um, yeah, that's really scary. It kind of when you were talking about just looking over with your feet, I got a little nauseous. It was yeah, because you're two miles up, and oh my gosh, that that sounds. I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And um, but I did wait. I wait until we got all the way to the ground and we landed, and the guy's like how are you feeling? And I was like, good. I just thought I'd wait to tell you until we landed that this is the anniversary of my grandfather being paralyzed in a small plane crash oh when he was my exactly my age. And he just looked at me like, yeah, I'm glad you kept that to yourself. <laughs> it's like that we'd roll the dice on the old family legacy. I kind of hope that haunts him. He was like, no, she was psycho calm. And then she told me this like mind bending shit when we landed. It's really funny, actually. <laughs> oh my god no i um i'm glad you're here uh and i'm glad we're doing this episode together um for people who can see the visual the eyebrows i'm sorry i have to address no, please. them no i'm i'm literally heartbroken right now and uh my face is fucked for the next i mean three weeks probably is that how fast your eyebrows grow though i uh, yeah three weeks three weeks i i like to get them cleaned up every two weeks and oh, wow cleaned up i'm talking <laughs> a strip down the middle a strip underneath and this lady um botched my shit so bad i don't even know i tipped her ten dollars too like it was nothing <coughs> like i i have no backbone yeah that's the thank you officer energy it, that made me laugh so hard because yeah like getting arrested thank you and you're like don't say thank you don't, don't say, say thank you. thanks <laughs> thanks for working well i have to say your eyebrows are iconic definitely an iconic it's, feature it's a part of me and i would always be like god this shape 
is incredible. You she know, like with it. sort of perfectly like looking microbladed from yes! the, the exact. That's what I'm talking about. Like if the TikTok filter goes on you, you're like it's here, here, and here. She's hitting all the high points. Yes, and you are making it work. Do not be like like when you t- you're post. She's posting full makeup photos. It looks good. Yeah, but when, as yeah. someone who knew the prior shape, yes, yes. Yes. I was a little offended. I was offended. Yeah. And then what's crazy is after, so she holds the mirror up and I, I go, damn, those are far apart. Like I just was, Good. I was like, those are really far apart. And so she just starts explaining to me. She's like, well, and mind you, before when I came in, she was like, are we shaping today? I was like, we are not shaping. Inappropriate. We're not Flag shaping. Flag on the play. I said, we're cleaning up, please. And here's the worst part of it. Well, okay. I'm embarrassed to say, listen, I go to Supercuts. Here's why. I know. I know. But I only go to one You and specific- Tyler Walsh. <laughs> That's what company you're in. He told me, I just let her choose. She's an artiste. I was like, I don't know if no. you go to Supercuts to be an artiste. Yeah. No. And you know what? The answer is you don't. And it's, I don't trust Supercuts. Well, especially now, but there was one specifically in Lincoln. There was a guy who worked there and I've been going to him like since I moved there. Okay. And I, and I trust him and it's like, I get a good deal. And you're going every two weeks. Yep. It's like we had a relationship. So then, uh, about to go to Des Moines, I'm like, oh, I would feel really good to have them done before I left. And I, I walk in, he's busy with someone. He's like, oh, it's fine. There's like a girl in the back. Like, well. I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. No, it was not fine. I cried in the car. I would. Not that they're that bad. It's just that you had the most iconic, like, if you were going to draw a picture of a modern eyebrow, it would have been Jaws's eyebrow. And then what made me mad was, so, like, my friend calls me. Like, I post on TikTok. I'm screaming. (laughs) I'm screaming. My friend FaceTimes me. I'm crying. She's laughing. She thinks this is so funny. I'm like, this is, it is funny. Now it is. But it was not. It was not funny. No, yeah, it wasn't. I like went into Ulta. I drove immediately to an Ulta, crying to the lady, <laughs> crying. Well, and I mean, I think in an effort to not be a pain in the ass, I've definitely done that. Where you're just like, yeah, whatever's available, I'll just float downstream. Or sure, the lady in the back who just yes. tried waxing for the first time. Yeah, no, let her, let her, let put, her rip. Yeah, put it right next to my eye. Put that mm-hmm. hot wax right oh, on there. It was so painful too. Another thing that pisses me off about like eyebrow waxing too was that she had waxed the strip. After you wax, no more plucking. You pluck before. You do a pre-pluck, you wax, you leave me alone. But if you pluck, like if oh, you wax right. and it's sensitive and she just was going at it with the tweezers and I just, I felt like something was wrong, especially on this eyebrow because she was really plucking. I was like, there's no way there's that much hair. Like I, I really don't need this waxing. Was there any burn? Oh yeah. Like the skin was like scorched off underneath and i yeah it was like when she, even when she put the aloe on it hurt so bad because she had just fucked my shit up um i don't do this bit anymore <laughs> but this exact thing happened to my vagina oh my okay ow <laughs> new waxer and you're italian so you know yes. i mean like as much hair as on my head is i <laughs> it needs <laughs> taming and this woman was ripping and re-ripping and then going in with tweezers and trying again and she left me sitting there with my cooch out for a whole episode of say yes to the dress before she came (laughs) which is aggressive you know you're just like oh the abusive mom's gonna tell her she hates this dress again like let me out of here 
So, and I had done it because there was an occasion. I wanted to yeah. go to the beach. Yeah. Not with like looking like I just caught something. Yeah. <laughs> I could not wear underwear for days. Oh my gosh. So my response, like, you know how like you get in your mind and you're just like, yeah, you started. <laughs> so I was sitting at a stoplight on West Maple. I know the exact light. And I was like, let me check the damage. Like a sociopath. I pull, yeah. put my, I'm in a Honda. I pull up my leg and I just look and I'm just shaking my head. <laughs> and you know when you have like that feeling on the back of your neck? Like, I'm being watched. <laughs> I look over my shoulder and there's a guy in, my, in an SUV who's just I started, And he's just got like, they're like, ooh. <laughs> And I don't know if it was because it was just like vagina in the wild. Yes. Or if it was because it did not look Look. how he had hoped. (laughs) And I, this is so tragically true. We had to be at the next two stoplights next to each other. There was nowhere to turn off. So I turned off the first place that I could turn into, which was in an Arby's. Into an Arby's (laughs) roast beef. Let's go. It was like, I, yeah, it's Tuesday at 10 a.m. It's a lot for a full Tuesday. Full humiliation. Yeah. This is also a Tuesday at 10 a.m. Um, very different Tuesdays. And there's an Arby's nearby. Let's, I do. I fuck up an Arby's. Oh, me too. I love an Arby's. I like, get a double and an Arnold Palmer too regularly. I love that. <laughs> Wait, I feel like the last time you were here, you talked about getting Arby's on yeah. the way out. Did it happen? Yes. Congratulations. What is your order? Uh, I go chicken sandwich. Okay. I, they, they make a mean chicken sandwich, but I haven't had it in a while. And yeah, maybe I'll, I got to stop hitting this table. But yeah, I, I do want to, maybe we should go lunch break. Check it out. Maybe we'll run into that guy. He'll be, he's just hanging out in a parking lot waiting. Oh man. Maybe I'll catch another. I love another. forever marrying the image of my burned vagina with their That's so painful. Stacked roast beef. But honestly, like I'm trying like right now I'm I'm holding the odds like what is more painful like going to just get it waxed and botched or the pains of having to do it yourself. I couldn't do it. I that I know I can't do it myself. I can't wax my own badge. Well, not wax, but like even like shaving, it's still like Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. I hate it. How many things do we have to do? Also, I think you could get like one of those brow prints and put like a couple extra so, flicks. I know, and then it I would know. it would be fine. Which I do have a brow pen. Oh god, I just hate it. Because hate that it. the the flick you got with the eyeliner wing is telling me that, that you can. A, I can do it. I can do it. I I'll work on it. I just I was so hurt and I was being gaslit too because. I this had happened and Lauren was like they don't even look bad. I was like, All they right, don't look bad, but you downfall. have to know prior Jocelyn because they just don't look as I like. No, it would be if I was going to draw a picture of Jocelyn in Pictionary, the brows would be a part of it. It was honestly, and I felt so bad for the Ulta workers too because I walked in and I was crying, like crying, red face, like, and then like one lady's like, hey, like, how's it going? <laughs> And I literally, I just go, I'm having, like, I'm hyperventilating because I'm dramatic. But I'm like, I'm having a 911. Like, my hands. Like, this is their my, ministry. Don't feel bad for the old ladies. They're like, yes, God called me to this old mall. Yes. And, and the, the one girl, her name was Angie. Um, I have her Instagram. Um, she was, like, fixing my stuff up. And 
Like, I just was complaining about, like, everything. And I was like, this is reminding me of, like, when I was, like, young, I had big eyebrows. Uh-huh. Like, I remember, like, a guy I had a crush on, like, in, like, elementary was like, you look like a dog because of my eyebrows. And so I was like, mom, we have to go I'm get them. sorry. No, it's fine. No. It, it's trendy now, but back in the early 2000s, not trendy. No. Um, uh, Emily Knowles reached over and we were in the pool and rubbed my unibrow. And she was like, you need to take care of that. You? I must have been in, like, fourth grade. I still remember. And remember you, Emily Knowles. Yeah. Let's uh, pull up her Facebook and harass her. Um, <laughs> but yes. Um, but no, my mom took me to a nail salon to, to get, get to get my eyebrows done, and they—I mean, sperm cells. I was rocking that. You know what? That trend on where they are shaving off the ends of their eyebrows. Yes. I think you should double down and just go just, full, no! full Hitler stash on the eyebrows. Megan, I want to. <laughs> I'm trying to pull hose out here. That is not how you're gonna. I'm not attracting anything with. Uh, shaving that You're off. in your fuck bitches get money era? No, I'm in my cry over bitches and be broke era. <laughs> We're going to pull out of this nosedive. Some, yeah, maybe just one uh, flat iron curl at a time. Just getting myself out of the trenches. I know, honestly, I debated bringing my flat iron here I, for this episode. I had a hunch. I was like, is she going to bring it? Honestly, kind of, I'm kind of regretting it now because a live tutorial would have been super fun. We can still do this. We see each other all the time. I know. Let's do it. We'll, we'll do, do it. it. We'll okay. do it. We'll do it. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I loved doing your hair. It was very fun. Even though, like, I got it. I was like, you remind me of my mom. Like, <laughs> I trauma dumped just a little bit. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Having worked in the service industry, I'm used to the trauma. You're like, dumping. it's fine. Let me have it. I, yeah. Especially working um, in, like, bars and yeah. stuff. You sign yourself up for it. Yeah. It's like, here's your cocktail. What's, why did your wife leave you? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be totally worth the fiver I get at the end of this. (laughs) I know. Especially because, like, I sometimes work at the brewery in Lincoln Saturday mornings. And someone will come in. And it's like I'm subjecting myself to an hour-long conversation. And they're like, here's $2. And I'm like, okay. And the people who wake up on a Saturday and go to a bar. Is unhinged. Unhinged. Not the coolest. I like, I remember working, uh, like, one of my first bar jobs. Yeah, we opened at 7 a.m. Gross. Because I know. And just watching someone slam, like, a PBR coffee, which, I mean, those do kind of hit, but. I've never had, is it? So you just chase the PBR with a coffee? It's it's an actual, they make it together. Like, it's, it's it sounds kind of gnarly, but it's really good. Oh, it sounds, yeah. It's like a poor man's vodka Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> I love vodka Red Bulls. Those, I know you do. I'm very, I'm, um, you're going to be in 10 years. You'll be espresso martini gal. I this want is the to trajectory. Be that now. It's PBR coffee, vodka <laughs> Red Bull, espresso martini. I want to be a martini Uppers girl. and downers. It's the speedball baby. Let's go. Those sound good. I had a, when we were in Des Moines, I had a, I think it was a dirty martini for the first time, olive juice and vodka. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. Very delicious. You know what? I love those uh, with sushi. Oh, my gosh. That actually sounds really good. Yeah. All right. Scratch the Arby's. We're, <laughs> we're high class bitches we're, yeah. now. <laughs> that sounds so good. But, yeah, I, I do have to get off of. I've been pretty good. I haven't had a vodka Red Bull in a while. But the last time I had a vodka Red Bull, uh, this is actually a terrible story about me. But a man offered me 
Okay, I was. I want to preface by saying I was blackout. I was black. I don't. Sure. This was a uh, secondhand told to me. <laughs> but a man was like, "For two hundred dollars, let me see your tits." Did you do it? I did, but I didn't. So I was like, "Give me the money." <clears throat> Facts. I said, "Give me the money first. Yes. And apparently, he was like, "Show me in my car." I almost got kidnapped. <laughs> my friends literally had to pull me out of the car. <laughs> But I got the money and I didn't. Ha- I didn't flash him. That's but called everyone- game. That's called game. Put him on, Jaws. But um, I was uh, yelled at by all my friends. Yeah. after. they were like, "You're a fucking idiot," and I was like, "I'm sorry." Yeah, the in the car is. Yeah, in the car is crazy. And also, what was making it worse is I was so drunk. I was laughing, and like my friends were like crying. The wounded zebra. I know. <laughs> Wounded zebra. What's that? That's men who go after drunk or visibly intoxicated women. Oh. So, like, they don't actually hunt. They go for a, the six zebra. And yeah. I got it. And after that, I, like, told myself, I was like, I'm never, I'm never, I was like, I got to reel it in. I can't get, and that was on, like, a, a Sunday night. Damn. Yeah. Well, hey, you woke up with 200 bones, right? I did. And I think I bought some new clothes, so. I had a girl. Yeah. But I was like, I am never. Yeah, that was uh, that was bad. We learned a lesson. I don't get. I don't have like crazy story. That was like probably my first like blackout story oh. where I was like, okay, that was actually crazy. But I don't like get insane like that. Well, that's good. It's a good feature. But Especially I, you're. You mean you're you're pretty young. You got I, a lot oh, of life I left. do have time. Yeah, I do. I get messy on the phone. <laughs> I, I'm loose with the text. <laughs> I'm loose. I'm letting it rip. <laughs> Yeah, I used to give a, this is back when you could take out your cell phone batteries, and like if I knew we were going to go drinking, I would give my only friend that I knew I couldn't wrestle it away from, I would have her hold my battery for my phone. All right. I got to switch phones so I can have a cell phone battery. I'm a menace. I'm a menace. (laughs) I believe it. Because it's like, I get like, and honestly, I don't even have to be that drunk. There's just something about a drink where I'm like more confident. Sure. And I'm like, what's the worst? Do you have like a... A text that's sticking out in your mind that was... Um, multiple. Multiple. This has been... I don't know. Uh, <laughs> multiple texts that are like... That... It's like the follow-up text is like, text me tomorrow when you're okay. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well... That's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't appreciate being adult right now. I'm being so unhinged and crazy. <laughs> But also, it's like, if someone, if I get a drunk text from someone, I'm always like, I'm flattered. Like, thank you. Because you're like, I was in your subconscious, yeah, bro. You, you, you knew you were going to send this text. Yeah. You waited until, and then now it's happening. Thank Look you. Me popping up the yep. second you got a buzz on. Yep. And then, like, I don't hear back from them for the rest of the night because they're, like, <laughs> severely drunk, actually. <laughs> they're like, they sick. can't unlock their phone anymore. No. <laughs> I like the first time I ever got like insanely like drunk I was actually by myself I had no gauge on what like I was in high school and I had had one of my friends I was gonna have a party and so I had one of my friends buy a bunch of alcohol for me Mm -hmm. and like the night before the party uh, my parents were gone and I just was like well let me I need to see where my limits are and I tested my limits with four locos no and fireball I had had I think I had four shots of fireball and an entire a gold for loco oh wow gold. 
That was uh, four and if you drink for locos, you know that's the worst flavor. And four locos were taking people out. Out, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was uh What happened to you? I was uh I threw up. I was actually FaceTiming my my best friend and uh she was like cheering me on. She was like, go <laughs> take those shots. And then I was like, at the end of our conversation, I'm laying on the floor and I'm like, Taylor, this is not good. So then this is actually so fucking humiliating. I was talking to like this guy who was like pretty popular. He's like on the football team. And I, we were, we had been texting and uh, he calls me as I'm like yakking. So he hears me like throwing up. He's on the phone. He answered. Yeah. Cause like in my, <laughs> I like, I don't know why I trusted this guy to like keep, I don't know, be respectful. But then like, um, the next day, um, everyone was like, yeah, Brayden told us you were like throwing up. Oh, like Brayden, you piece of shit. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, you weren't even that good on the field. You just had a, you had charisma. That's right. all. <laughs> and he's probably still reliving those high school football he, he days. He peaked. He absolutely peaked. But like, so did I. Honestly, you, no, absolutely not. Okay, I refuse never to mind. That. Never mind. Maybe I didn't. But like I do when I look back, I'm like, all right, maybe I did. No, okay, I, I refuse know. to believe that. Okay. It's a very specific type of person that peaked in high school. Usually sure. they get married directly after college. They move to the suburbs and they cheat on their wives like mid 30s after two <laughs> kids. And they're divorced by 42 back in the bar trying to hit on you and telling their, their woes for oh a my, $2 tip. I've met that man. Yeah, they're all over I've Omaha. Met, this yeah. is Omaha's bread and butter. I, <laughs> I will say that was almost me because I like had met my uh, one of my first boyfriends when I was a senior. He was like 22, 23 okay. and in the military. Mm-hmm. He was about to get stationed in Japan. He was like, let's do it. Oh, no. Yeah, I was about to follow him. I was like, Mom, I'm studying abroad. <laughs> She's like, why the fuck are you? I'm like, I'm going to Japan. Not going to lie, I would love to go to Japan, but I'm glad that you didn't you escaped almost, this fate. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, Isn't there a thing in the military, too, where they have to get permission to get married because there's such a high rate of getting married and divorce among oh that could be called i wish that that was a thing because half the people that get married that are in the military should not be married uh the air force i feel like has the most like domestic abuse like issues the armed forces are so messy it's so messy uh, because men in the military are toxic i come from a military family everyone is toxic i believe you because it's like when they take you to boot camp you're this person right and then they break you down and rebuild you into a monster you know this is a story about my dad that i love so he got drafted into the vietnam war like three months after he graduated college he was the first person in his family to graduate college Mm -hmm. drafted into the vietnam war which is 86 (laughs) motherfuckers left and right (laughs) and he decides to go into officer school which i guess is an additional intense level of training and he got hurt about three quarters of the way through his training and had to take a week off and they told him he was going to have to restart training Um, Mm. He refused. Mm -hmm. And so they sent him to Vietnam and they assigned him to, I'm going to not know the exact parallel, but it was like famous parallel, like the 42nd parallel, let's just say for this, where it was like an 87% casualty rate. Oh, wow. So they basically sentenced him to To death death, for not complying. Wow. Yeah. And he broke up with my mom because he's like, I'm coming back in a body bag and goes to Vietnam. And he says, there's this man who worked in the office there and he looks at his orders and how severely his orders has changed and was like, you must have really pissed someone off. (laughs) 
And yeah. he was like, I did. And he asked him, he's like, well, can you type? And my dad's like, of course, like the wind, put yeah. me in coach. <laughs> so they, he rerouted his orders and then like lightweight, um, came to like pull this story out of my dad that he changed several people's orders in the Vietnam war to like reroute them to safer places. Oh wow. And then that officer, he was a black man when it came time for him to get discharged, right? This, he uh, was supposed to go to the middle of nowhere, Texas, not the great place for a black man. Yeah. And my dad stayed up, uh, all night changing his orders so he could go back to Fort Bennington, Georgia. That's nice. Wow. I mean, that's like a hero story. They should make a little uh, movie about your dad. Yeah, I think, you know, he's passed now and most of those people are died from Agent Orange uh, or Agent suicide. Agent. <laughs> so Agent Orange. And you didn't really have computers tracking you in the way back then. Like, I don't know. Yeah. To me, that like also harkens back to like a romantic time where like you had the chance to run from the cops or yeah. be a pirate, you know? Have you run from the cops before? I tried. Yeah. And unsuccessful. One time I was successful. <laughs> I did some Dukes. Of, like I'm telling you, when I get into a stressful situation, I found some pleasing things about myself. <laughs> is that most of the time I don't panic. You know, Very, I, I go okay. into shark mode. And we were doing a little bit of graffiti. Um, and it was the post 9-11 era. And these bros came out of the bar and they were furious about it. And they narked us out to a cop who was sitting right away who gets in his car. And I jumped into the driver's seat and my friend got in and we reversed backwards all the way down the alley. <laughs> and I like fishtailed out and we took off. And that was the one consequence I never had. That one worked. The other time, no good. No. Yeah, I was arrested. Yeah, boom. Damn. It's okay. It's okay. Charges. She survived. She survived. Look, she's here now, not in jail. <laughs> we love to see I it. I hope to never go back. To jail? You went to jail? Yes. Oh, for how long? Oh, just overnight. It's still, that's still too much time. Yeah, I was also arrested very recently. Um, well, let's say five years. In the last five years. <laughs> you said very recently. I was like, what happened? Well, it felt recently to me. I was getting, so I was building out tiny house. I had three jobs at the time. Damn. And she was a busy girl. She yeah. was very stressed. And my boyfriend had come and gotten me. And we pulled into my garage and this cop shows up and like, my mantra has always been, never will I ever fuck a cop, which is a dangerous thing to say to the universe because you know they're about to send you the world's <laughs> hottest cop. And he was like, are you Megan Malone? And I was like, yes. And he was like, well, I have a warrant for your arrest. And I was like, for what, yeah. sir? And a, a, like months prior, I had gone to pick up a friend who was drunk at the bar yeah. in a car that was uninsured because I had my other car was in the shop doing a mitzvah, right? Yeah. And I got pulled over, got a ticket, and I went to pay it. I pled guilty, like, you got me. Yeah. And their machine was down, so I paid half in cash with all the cash I had, and they're like, we'll send you the bill. Whatever happened, I never got the bill, so I had a remaining balance of $37. So the Omaha Police Department sat outside of my house, apparently, wow. for, like, multiple days. They were checking on me and then put me in cuffs in front of my neighbors and took me to jail for $37. That's absolutely insane. And I was like, can I just pay you? Like, <laughs> and he goes, I'm, I'm not a bill collector. And I was like, aren't you though? Like, what like, is, what is happening what, right now? You're like, technically. And when they were photographing me, the lady was like, if it makes you feel better, this isn't the cheapest fine we've arrested someone for. I was like, why would that make me feel better? That's, you sociopath. And I said, just out of curiosity, what was it? $7. That's crazy. $7. Anyway. <sighs> 
Thank you. I'm. It's so. It's so good. ACAB. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's funny because I had uh, on here. I wanted to ask you uh, what your death row meal was. Now we're talking about. That's a good question. Yeah, I've been seeing it a lot, and like some people, I feel like, I don't know, like. I think Post Malone, I saw his death row meal and I respected it. But it is a good question. So my first, when you said that, I was like fried chicken, I, mashed I, potatoes, I cornbread, well. greens. But food. yes, which I have a big soft spot for it. And then my second thought was very high end sushi. Like I want like oh. a chef's tasting like omkase, like I think I want to go to the grave a little lighter than fried chicken in my belly. Oh, yeah. I'm eating until I'm sick. I'm taking, like, breaks in between. Throwing up, I, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, does this bitch have a binge eating disorder? Like, does not matter now. I can't think of any worse fate than the t- oh, my in prison for the rest of your life. And then being put to death by the government. I, it's, I'm, I'm fully anti the death I'm anti-death row. Uh the death penalty i like that was like one of my papers in college was mm-hmm. against pete ricketts because um the pete ricketts lore goes so crazy his like family owns like the chicago cubs stadium and they're yeah. fucking loaded we have a secret drink that was on the menu for a while called the fuck pete ricketts at tiny house <laughs> bar and we made fuck pete ricketts stickers he is actually associate because he illegally obtained drugs um to put death row prisoners to death is that what you're talking about yeah yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was because also like people will say like that the lethal injection is like the better route. And I'm like, no, like if you look up like what the lethal injection does to people, it like paralyzes them like they can't move. Like it's like it, I, I someone said that it was like simulated the feeling of like drowning. Just Ugh. yeah. And you're in like the most sterile and it's just yeah. what an awful way to die. Yeah. God willing. Yeah. And it's like I, I think life in prison is enough. Or, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, if you had life in prison, what would you, where would you try to get in for your job? <laughs> for like my job? Yeah. Cause first, you're like, okay, I gotta make the best gotta, of this. I gotta, mm. I'm healthy. I got 40, 50 years in this, <laughs> in the pen. Honestly, do, uh, do prisons have libraries? Are they, yes. they do? That, yeah. I would probably get into a library. Mm-hmm. I think I would try to, I don't read now. I should read. But I think I would get into books, try to start philosoph. I can't say the word. <laughs> Philosophizing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd become I w- unsufferable. <laughs> I'd become an incel. No, honestly. I like that. I would either, I would think I'd try to split my time between the kitchen because I think yes. you're getting extra snacks. Yes. The kitchen for sure. Definitely the library. I think the kitchen, the, the kitchen just seems like a better vibe too. Like I'm sure it gets chaotic and there's times, but I feel like it'd be more playful. Mm-hmm. I'm also just thinking of Orange is the New Black. Like, <laughs> right. Where, yeah. Where were the ha-has had? <laughs> where were people laughing it up? Yeah. So is your, your death row meal Southern food? Um, Probably. I also do like a pizza. Mm-hmm. I always go for a pizza, but God, I'm kind of, maybe it's Arby's. Honestly, we were talking about it an Arby's chicken sandwich. We can go do that right now. Grace. Um, okay. You're on death row. Back. What are you on death, death row, row for? Four. Um, harassment, stalking. Yes. <laughs> They're like, you, you, <laughs> You've sent one too many emails to your ex. You need to die now. 
Okay, what do you... I know what I think I'm on death row for. What do you think I'm on death row for? Uh, vandalism. Or um, I think that you're in a rogue fight. Yes. Yeah, I think like a rogue, like a parking lot fight maybe. Maybe. Or like I bombed a power plant because I went full psychosis. Wow. Like I mean, maybe vibes. I would. Uh, I could see myself joining that. Yeah. That ploy with you. We've, I think we've had psychosis together. Facts. No, that is, that is facts. I, I think back to the time, yeah, when I had psychosis in your house. And I'm like, how did she understand the thing I was saying? I felt like we were on the same level, too. I, I was out of my mind, but I still was like, she gets it. Uh, yeah, no, I did get it because I had <laughs> scheduled a psychotic breakdown for those two days, um, which is not how psychotic breaks work. And then Jocelyn was like, can I come over right now? And I was like, yes, of course. But you have to understand that I um, had gone through a breakup, but was also laser focused on my first headlining set yes. at the Storm Cellar. Yes. So when you go into my house, it's very much Charlie Day from Always Sunny in the Philadelphia, like with the red map and the lines. Literally. <laughs> like literally. Um, I bought scrolls of paper during the pandemic that I never used. So there's like, oh, she's, she's writing scrolls. She's Moses. She's... Insane, yeah. and so I'm like practicing bits, rewriting sets, and then I, you know, the set went very well. I was really happy yeah. with it, and then I was like, I can, I can unwind now. I can totally unleash yeah. the beast. And I had like my the way that my depression manifests is like I won't take care of myself necessarily. Sure. So like it will be outward, very fine. But the, the, my house was messy, and again, we've mentioned Jocelyn is a military <laughs> brat. I won't say it, but like I came into my house, and she was just like sort of staring like this and she's like don't don't like take this wrong but can I clean your house look 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 listen it is not always and then like she stayed for like and throughout the day I would just catch her kind of like a Roomba in a corner (laughs) just being like my most favorite people have had messy homes I'm like look okay look you know or like I told you I go I think the most creative people are messy (laughs) Uh, yeah she got me multiple times throughout the day and then I was just like at the end of the night I always clean my kitchen before I go to sleep and she was just looking at me pity with pity in her eyes and she just goes you don't have to do this for me it's like Jocelyn one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> You're like, this is for me. Bro. It was funny. That's funny. Yeah. And then Happy I. Happy to be there. Yeah. I <laughs> was in the psych ward like the next day. So. I fine. sent her over the edge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your house alone put me. Yeah. That's funny. And your dog. Um, who I was actively speaking to and I thought was going to speak back to me. I was like, literally, I don't know. Oh my gosh. And another thing that makes me laugh is that I was, so a vivid moment in my psychosis that I remember is being in your shower and thinking that the shampoo bottles were talking to me. So I was talking back (laughs) and I was talking in the shower. And I thought you were on the phone. No. And well, I was just like, okay, being on the phone in the shower is unhinged. But I'm very, like, a mind-your-own-business bitch. I was just like, whatever she needs to do. But it was the shampoo bottles yeah. that were chapping, yeah. right? Flapping their gums yeah. at you. What'd they say? Do you want to know? 
<laughs> more than anything because their um, their lips are sealed to me. It was all stuff about just me becoming the next Messiah. So wow, I know it was. I'm telling you, I was. It was bad. It was bad. And then like I was like when I got out of the shower, I saw you, and I was like, oh, she probably that was between me and the Lord. So she shouldn't have heard that. Yeah, and then uh, it made me laugh. <laughs> and then um, I go downstairs to watch New Girl on your Hulu, <laughs> on your TV. And I didn't know the Hulu login, so I just left. Yeah. I drove back to Lincoln. <laughs> she was like, this has been great, Megan, but I must watch New Girl. And if you can't manifest this Hulu password, I'm out. I'm gone. And I was just like, call me when you get there, I think. Yeah, and then um, I actually called 911 instead, so... But glad I could spend those those moments with you. We had a double cheeseburger and watched May Martin's new special, and that was fun. That was very fun. Yeah. But also, I was like, "What's happening?" But the the cheeseburger that honestly, I I don't think I'd eaten that day, and that it hit. That was my death row meal, honestly. Also, I do have to mention that. So I was like I mentioned, also very much looking forward to my depressive relaxed day, and you went to go see Lauren do improv for the first time. <laughs> I had a. I think I had a show too. And yeah, we met, you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we met back at our at my place, and I put on J Lo's new action movie. <laughs> and Jocelyn came in. I went and let her in upstairs, and then she's like, "Well, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm watching J Lo's new movie." And the look on her face, <laughs> like she was very embarrassed for me, and she was just like, "Oh." Like, I can't watch that. I can't. I sound I like a terrible person. Watch now. that. And I was just like, okay, all right, well, what do you want to watch? And then we did find the May Martin special, but uh, I was just like, look, this isn't something that I'm going to write a thesis on. I'm, I'm going to so scroll dead. on my phone and eat my cheeseburger. But Don't you like how I come into your house? <laughs> she was a boss. She's a boss everywhere it, she when, goes. When I'm in psychosis, I uh, am telling people how I feel. I know. I'm, I'm letting people know. Which I think is good. It's kind of like when the week before your period where you... Yes, you do rage out, but some of the things need to be said. Yeah. Don't you find that? Yes. It's like I'm, I've had this inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, now that I'm bleeding, I can let you know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we have, he's not even a friend, but um, we have Carter Heights writing questions in for. Oh, Lord. For just jossing around and I'm going to read them to you. Let's hear them. Carter Heights. Jeez Louise. Also, spell check. You know, I that's so important, Carter. Um, oh, I would say that to all comedians. Um, yes. Let's just try it. Let's run it through. Yep. And the amount of, you know, everyone makes a mistake. We're not here. Grammarians misunderstand the function of language. But sometimes your text is unintelligible because like, you cannot spell. He said, he said, what's your gauge for a crowd? Gauge is spelled G-A-J-E. So just something to think about. Okay. Um, what's your gauge for a crowd? How do you read them to determine what they will like? Like their sensitivity level. So he's wanting to know what crowd can he do his abortion jokes in front of? <laughs> he has so much experience with abortion. I just don't know why he's not confident. In it. <laughs> I've asked Carter point blank how many fetuses he's ever had on the line. And the answer is zero. <laughs> so my advice to male comics, straight white male comics, is to stop mining women and queer experiences for material. It comes off inauthentic and you lose the crowd. You do. So if you have nothing to talk about, like go to go absurd. You know, yeah. I have a whole rant I just wrote about monarch butterflies. 
You know, you just, don't have to go. Yeah, it's just a cheap way to get laughs and reacts. And I don't mm-hmm. think it authentically builds connection. I also have I was talking to Lauren about this because we had a show Sunday and I, you know, I feel like uh, I'm working on ha- I, I feel like very confident in my material talking about my brother with Down syndrome. But people yeah. want them in a very protected space where they're not really discussed, which yeah. I don't think is very human. They like can sit on the shelf and like yeah. feel good about them when they give them, you know, five bucks or whatever. <laughs> But, you know, it becomes a room splitter for some people. Um, mm-hmm. And often the people who like are, have relatives or they work in special needs, they're just like, I loved it. I loved being able to have an yeah. open discussion about it. But I, d- I think that when you're going to choose controversial material, you better have a fresh perspective or mm-hmm. some direct experience. And I, I mean, you know, that's just what I see. I mean, it was a string of straight white male comics telling abortion jokes and you know, it's it's definitely something that can be considered from a male perspective, but it was like you I can tell you sound like a virgin. Yeah, they really do. They show like how uh few people they've actually been in that situation with cuz like yeah, I don't know. I'm uh I'm on the fritz with the the straight white comedians in our scene right yeah, now. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just very unaware and I would just like to say I have something that's been grinding my gears. Yeah. It's a uh, you know, talking about queer experiences when they're not mm-hmm. your experiences, but then also I'm a writer comic, which not all comics are, you know, mm-hmm. but stop coming and setting up your tripod for this open mic mm-hmm. when you have not written a new way into this joke mm. since Pride Month. Literally. Right. It's June and you're still being like, remember Pride Month? Yeah. It's like, what are you videotaping this for? Mm-hmm. Like, right. If you have like that should be the skill that you're working on is either writing a new entry into the joke or yep. finding out, f- figuring out a new entry. And it's like, yeah. you know, when you're stringing together sets, like you'll find new connectors or this and that. And so mm-hmm. in other scenes, these men would be shamed out. It's, more. I, I mean, after going to Des Moines and then there was a comic, Maddie, I was talking to from uh, Kansas city. It's just like, this isn't really, I feel like it just festers here. Absolutely. And I mean, that's what the feedback that, you know, even Tyler was telling me, yeah. he's like, you go to Des Moines, go to Denver, go yeah. to Portland. It's those people just don't get even well, they, they get bumped at mics mm-hmm. and just ain't nobody trying to hear it. It's just so funny because there is one comic I'm thinking of specifically who in Des Moines, like it was like they uh, one of the head people there was like getting them. I guess a shadow band, but then all the bookers were like, who is this guy? Like it's the irrelevancy as well of, yeah, these people, but and I think it was a Mark Marin clip that it was like, these men, they're the loudest about cancel culture. And yeah. I'm sorry, I don't think cancel culture exists. I, I don't see men having consequences like Dave Chappelle selling out theaters, right? Selling out auditoriums. Louis C.K. just got yeah. a Grammy. Bill Cosby's out of jail. Yeah. You know, do some, will something happen to Russell Brand? Maybe. But these are like, you have to have a stack of evidence this high. And there's so mm-hmm. many levels of creepy in between there mm-hmm. um, but Mark Maron's quote was he's like they just want to say the same three slurs like yep. they're just like why can't I say and it's like are you a writer can't you write around this mm-hmm. you just want to be like it's my right to say retard literally and like it's what has really annoyed me with uh, comics that I've interacted with is like when they've told me that that's like the point like oh I wrote this joke so I can say this and so I can get away and I'm that's where I'm like that's psychotic almost like to do comedy with like that motive of I just want to be I want to say the things I can't say and I think it shows through the joke and you don't connect with the audience Mm -hmm. and they see it yeah they see it but yeah 
we gotta we need to have like a controlled burn of comedians at Omaha. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, after after doing comedy in Denver, Portland, and around Portland, I was just like, wow, a scene that's actively singing, see, yeah. like seeking female comics and promoting them and putting them on on shows, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about off the beaten path material. Um, it just made me feel very depressed, dead ass yeah. coming back here because, you know, it's still one woman per show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they oftentimes it's just it's just frustrating. I, I mean, it's yeah. just not a there's so many the confidence I used to say this when I was too nervous to get up on stage it's like dear lord give me the confidence of a mediocre white man <laughs> that's yeah that's a good prayer. it's unparalleled yeah, like, but it just and I'm not even saying this like in a I, I do feel like the women in our scene are just light years ahead of like I, I feel like what I hear like us talk about and our stories are just so much better than what, like, I don't know, than what uh, the average mediocre white male is bringing to the table. I feel the same way. I mean, and Lauren and I were talking about this as well because she was like, you know, before I did stand-up, I thought about it for four years. And it was like, facts. And when I was little, I used to lay in my basement while all the kids were going swimming and watch hours of stand-up. And it's just like, you know, the women, I think, are prepared they're thoughtful Mm -hmm. they don't get up there and just wing it in general Mm -hmm. um they write a lot they try new things they put themselves out there and i'm always more impressed with their material and their performances and uh, i feel like it's so much harder too for like i i feel bad for like new female comedians because like i feel like a new male comic will come out and then like immediately he's like like praised for just shitty shitty material and then you have a girl that will come and she's trying new material every week she's like really <clears throat> working hard and it's like is not even looked at twice mm-hmm. and so i yeah i we we need to do better yeah and women don't gas themselves up in the same way that no. men do i mean if there was a year in ish comic who had who's a male who mm-hmm. is doing like jocelyn's doing great you know work works a ton people book her all the time she's got a cool podcast you know gets along with everyone they would they would be gassing themselves up all of the time you see them bomb open mic set and then go out and like high five everybody's like crushed it so crushed it and a woman will go and get laughs throughout Mm -hmm. and just be like oh i don't know this thing didn't work yeah (laughs) yeah like critical because it's just you are you want to be at your best right but so hope that answers your question carter heights (laughs) i i would rather listen to to Carter Heights weird swimming jokes. Yeah. Personally. Oh yeah. I, I agree. Um more of those. <laughs> he says though, in the same vein, uh, how do you know a bad audience versus you just having a bad night? I do kind of I, I might answer this Go one. Ahead. Yeah, because I like I don't know. I feel like I never blame the audience. Mm-hmm. But if I see everyone else, especially like good good comics that i know i see crush like regularly like oh there was the, literally the one night at uh laughter hours where when lauren was hosting mm-hmm. and i saw their response and i literally was like oh i'm, I'm fucked like yes. if, if they didn't like and then like yeah it was i think they kind of got better as the night went on but it was it was that crowd where i was like if they didn't like her like it's that this crowd sucks <laughs> i think the crowd get blamed way too often yeah but that crowd 
Yeah, because Lauren's super funny. You, mm-hmm. it, and especially when I see a comic's jokes that are reliable hitters, not hitting. Yeah. And Lauren and I went back to back at a bar show, which it's always a roll of the dice, right? Because yeah. maybe some people are there for comedy and it was a mixed mic. Yeah. And Lauren did well, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, but between our sets, the host did a raffle. Uh, which the entire audience used as a chance to like get up and move and leave. And then yeah. by the time they reconvened, I was halfway through my set, which like there's some dark jokes in there. And if you're not there with the beginning or mm-hmm. you missed that, I have a brother with special needs, then it just seems like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I can see that. Yeah. And I, to me though, when I go home, I went home and I wrote, I actually watched all Michelle's wolf special. I, I, I just saw that. Yeah. I need to watch it. So funny. And I was just like, that's my fault. Like, I think I should have maybe done some crowd work while the crowd resettled. Yeah. You know, I should have waited to go into my material. I think if I hadn't just adrenaline dumped jumping out of a plane, I would have been better at that. (laughs) Yeah. You had done that in the same day, (laughs) but you know, ultimately I just, I, maybe this is also being a woman. I take more of the responsibility onto myself because I've seen really good comics completely turn a room too. Yeah yeah from bad to good so but i it it always disappoints me too when like uh i i just yelled at a comedian recently because like their material it was at like an open mic Uh yeah their material literally was just like it was so racist it was crazy and i've seen them walk crowds before and then just be like they can't handle it and i'm like no you can't handle the fact that like you're and not only does the joke suck it's it's literally just offensive like i don't know right and you can say whatever you want but there will be consequences Mm -hmm. and i know and i remember yeah him saying to me like first of all he asked for my opinion (laughs) which i he wanted to know like did it go too far so then i started to give him my opinion and then he said if you have sound advice i'll hear it but if it's just your opinion i'm good i'm like Which is just like the you're too emotional. Oh, yeah. He told me I was talking like how I normally talk. And he was like, you're yelling. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. (laughs) Which is I I, one feel like women get cornered more for feedback on bits. I Uh feel like we're expected to do sort of the emotional labor that women do (laughs) anyway for these male comics who have fragile egos. So they corner you. They ask you for feedback. They try to workshop bits, which is work. Yeah, this is work. People get and then. They, uh, you know, there's a thing where if women talk more than 30% of a conversation, they're uh, like perceived as dominating it. Also, our levels of tone, like if you're speaking like this, I've, yeah. I've gotten it before. Why are you so upset? I'm like, it's just all like, I'm talking. Even though I will say I love like your energy when we are in a group of men because like <laughs> you are a head bitch in charge. Thank you. I like you just you hold yourself very well. Whereas like I if I feel like I'm trying to be more assertive with like, I don't know, because you have like this wall around you where I like no one's going to fuck with you or no one's going to say at least that I've seen like offhand shit to you in a group. Whereas I don't know, I feel like I, I give off prey. <laughs> I think it's just um a difference in age and experience and just having done dealt with this bullshit for a long time. And I definitely like have a frosty demeanor with men intentionally because Mm -hmm. like the amount of out of pocket shit that's been said to me. Yeah. But I also do enjoy calling them out for their shit because they're so confident in it. And you know, let me play devil's advocate. Like, Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) That made me laugh so hard. Just what the world needs. (laughs) Another straight man playing devil advocate. Like if I never had to, but I will say the first time I was hosting the backline, Mike, Mm -hmm. a comic came up 
after me and was like, she sucks. Let's get her boyfriend out here to do better. No way. And I went directly to that person afterwards and I was like, you don't want this smoke. Wow. You don't want this smoke because you don't think I know Chris Rock's bits that you're doing at at wow. showcases and pretending them yours. Like, you want me to go up there and call you out as a joke biter or do you want to get your game? Damn. And that person has never treated me incorrectly since, but that I was just like I won't we won't be having this. You're not going to come out at me left on stage mm-hmm. and have us be cool. Yeah. And I think it's important to like just set boundaries be like you can't there you just can't treat me any way you feel like yeah because if you let them they just if you give a mouse a cookie then pretty soon you're drugged and raped in their trunk that is true sorry no it's true uh and i don't know i feel like with me i struggle with the boundaries because i feel like anytime i've tried to set a boundary it's like immediately like whoa whoa and i'm being perceived as like a bitch but maybe being a bitch is cool maybe i'll be a bitch i think you'll find people who meet you at your level and are like yeah these incel comics ain't shit and you're gonna maybe move out of this scene one day and be feel, be like the ptsd is <laughs> real <know>. but <laughs> i know i after like literally a fresh a breath of fresh air from des moines i'm like okay maybe i just should start booking more out of town mm-hmm. and then coming back to Omaha when I have the gigs and I'm doing stuff here, but like not putting all my eggs in a basket. Here. I firmly believe that. And the connections that I made on that brief six week tour, like I have booked comics to, that are, you know, have several TV appearances, go to just for laughs, like yeah. shoot their own specials that are coming now to Omaha because they know there's a spot in Omaha, yep. but also opening up places for me. And I, I said that's that awesome. to, you know, I would definitely recommend it. I think just get out there because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slowly and surely we'll make our way out. Yes. Um, we are rounding down the episode. Uh, is there things you want to plug? What's going on? Where can people find you? What shows are you on? Etc. Oh, you know what? I'm really excited to go to. So this just cropped up. I yeah. think I'm going to drive to the Highlands. Uh, so it's the Highlands Comedy Fest in Denver. Oh, sick. Okay, yeah. And I firmly believe that if you can't get in, volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I volunteered to be a transportation driver, like the easiest volunteer job oh, that's I cool. could get. Yeah. And then I got an email, and, and I, I checked the list, and I was like, I'm not on it. But you get free weekend pass, and it's just like everybody is on this show, right? It's where I want to end up. And it was like, you're, you, Megan, you need to be in Denver on Thursday and pick up Amy Miller and a couple other comics from the airport. Totally randomly wow. assigned to pick up Amy Miller. She wow. screenshot it and sent it to me. That was the comic that um, I did all the shows with him yeah. for. So I was just That's like, awesome. this feels like kismet. This feels yeah. like I need to go. And then I think that it'll just be like a super fun. So I'm going to go to Highlands and then. Sunday, I'm at the Renwick Mansion. That's in so exciting. Davenport. I really want to do that. That has been bucket list for me. So yeah. it's supposedly haunted, which yes. a lot of people don't take seriously, but she was raised Catholic. And so yeah, where like, some I, people see like maybe there's a headless horseman going to appear through, I'm like, there's a genuine chance of possession. Yes. I'm, I can't wait. We might have to have you back to rehash. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to both of those Renwick things. Mansion. And then uh, we have our laughter hours next Saturday. Yes. Uh, and... Carmela Anderson will be headlining, and I'll Love be hosting. I, I t- told Carmela I think she should just go by Carmela. Oh, yeah. I don't think she yeah. needs a last name. I don't think so. I like that. Yeah. Carmela. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to plug your socials? People can follow you. Yes. Um, so my Instagram is Megan Malone, M-E-G-G-G. 
A-N-M-A-L-L-L-O-N-E. And the reason is there is a somewhat famous porn star <laughs> who I won't say we look alike, but the resemblance <laughs> was enough that I was getting questioned in professional meetings where you're like, oh, you definitely Googled me and was like, is she, is she? driving a 99 Honda Civic and a working sex worker? Like, I would hope I would be in a, an Audi at least. <laughs> Um, so she has two G's and two L's. So if you're looking for okay. me, it's three G's and then. three L's. Um, I post my shows there and then like idiot shit I do on social media. That's beautiful. Yeah. Your TikTok is really funny. I love your TikTok. I love your TikTok. Yeah. Both I could say are somewhat unhinged, but they're great. I feel <laughs> like, yeah, they display it. I feel like that does more for me than like posting a stand up clip. I'm like. Well, and it's just hard. It's it's hard to be like, I have to be a video artist now. Yeah. Like, I really, truly just want to do stand-up. But, like, people will say if you don't post stand-up clips, you don't have stand-up jokes. But it's like, I don't know that I want to burn a joke I've been writing for two years and performing on a 30-second clip that's going to maybe, you know, yep. I don't know. I agree with you. I agree completely. Um, if you're listening, please interact with the Instagram account and send questions and stuff so we can ask. Not just Carter Heights. <laughs> Carter, we see you out there working. Even though if I um, if I ever make like just Jawson merch, I'll let him model for it. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I, I feel like that's enough. Is the merch a visor? <sighs> it would be good. That would and be, he would be a good visor model. He would be a good visor model. I'm thinking men's crop tops. Yeah, um, that was like a, you know, I definitely had young men who were working for me uh, a couple years ago who were like, got very into the cropped top scene. And I was like, work, we love it. I, I do like it. I'm also a big fan of men wearing pearls. I don't know if you've seen oh that lately. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my, like my, this is actually, I don't know if this is whatever. My dad um, went to a coffee shop that my ex was working at. My ex was wearing pearls. <laughs> and my dad, I guess, was with the rest of my family. And he turned and was like, is that? Jocelyn's ex and they were like yes and he was like is he gay now I'm like, because of the pearls and I feel bad but I, I think pearls look nice I do when a very masked man is wearing pearls and I've seen gay men wear them and look yeah. great I don't know I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like I like this boundary crossing thing that yeah. you're doing my dad just has it gives no confidence it gives com- <laughs> but as a military man I can yeah, imagine he, that is not oh my gosh and I think his nails were painted too my dad was like what is Jocelyn into? Wait until he finds out what I'm actually into. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good place to end. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's always a super blast. I'm so um, happy to be here. I'm proud of you, Jocelyn. Thank you, Megan. I'm proud of you, too. God. You're working so hard. Thank you. Can we take a moment to appreciate everyone's nails today? Yes. Everyone has their nails done. <laughs> a Huda Media Production.